listeners, welcome back to the Chiona Podcast. It's your girl, Sarah Zodizi. So I remember saying last week that December is like a super busy month for me because like everybody under the sun that I'm close to, their birthday has decided by coincidence happens to be in December. But February is also, I feel like one of those months where like so many monumental things happen. It's my partner's birthday, one of my closest friend's birthdays, Valentine's Day, and one of my favorite holidays of all time, like ever since I was growing up for as long as I could, one of my favorite holidays is Lunar New Year. Now I know that there's a lot of questions and comments about what it what it means to me, given that I do not look Asian. And I'm gonna actually even speak about that as well, because that's like a whole that's a whole thing to unpack as well. But growing up actually, I never used to call it Lunar New Year. I always used to call it Chinese New Year because just that's the way that we always referred to it when we were growing up, when we were kids and stuff like that. And I don't think I've ever talked about this on my podcast before, but hello, hello, hello is my podcast. I can do whatever I want. Something to know is that my grandfather and his family, some of his family members, they are from Hong Kong. And so by extension of my grandfather, and I thank God every single day for this, by extension of my grandfather, I celebrated Chinese New Year every year when I was a kid with my mom's family. And it was such a good time. And... I'm about to unpack a little bit, and this is a little bit of like a trigger warning, I guess, for some people. We're going to be talking about some things like racism, uh, xenophobia, and things like that. So if that's not your cup of tea, if you're usually here for like the tea that goes on in my life, maybe this is not the episode for you, but I still do very much think that it's important to be able to discuss these things and feel educated on these things. And I'm also going to preface by saying I'm not an expert in anything. I'm not an expert in anything. I'd like to think that I am, and I'd like to think that my opinion warrants some sort of merit in some some way. But the way that I think of it is like, and, and I'm sure a ton of people have heard the same before, where it's like opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has them. That's exactly what it is. Everyone has one. So if you don't agree with it, that's cool. That's fine, whatever. But this is just the things that I grew up with and was always raised with and experiences as a person of color that I have gone through. So as usual, as usual, as I always tell you guys, thank you so much for your support. If you're listening to this podcast, wherever you are, whether you're sitting at home watching TV, whether you're driving into work, whether it is whether you're at the gym, I've heard some people say that they listen to this while they're working out. I don't know why you would do that, but hey, more power to you if you decide to do that. But I always appreciate your support. If you want to rate this episode or even just the podcast, five stars on Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcasts, I would really appreciate that very much because it helps this grow and it and it reaches more people and who doesn't want to have more friends, right? <laughs> so anyways, sit back, relax, grab your tea, grab your cafecito and let's get into it, y'all. So for as long as I can remember, I've always, 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 always have been taught to embrace my culture. And I remember having a specific discussion with some of my colleagues from grad school. This was in one of our classes that talked about um, people's culture, heritage and things like that. Such an amazing course. But anyways, we were having a discussion about how sometimes depending on where you lived or what type of people you associated yourself with, um, that would be how you would, uh, I guess, like code switch. 
And for those of you that don't know what the term code switching is, it's basically where you have where you feel like you have to portray yourself in a certain way in order for you to assimilate with the rest of the group that you're with. So, for example, like if you have the easiest way for me to explain this and like a lot of my colleagues during that discussion had mentioned is that if you had a lot of white friends, you typically and I want to say this in quotations is you typically act a little bit more white than you actually are so some things that are associated with the term of whiteness is like speaking with like a more proper voice or not really having much of an accent or even the foods that you would eat you typically wouldn't eat something that's directly from your own culture you would typically eat something that's a little bit more common or something that's a little bit more recognizable by other people so that's uh, in a nutshell that's like what code switching is is when you feel the need to kind of change who you are based on the people that you're surrounding yourself with and so within that discussion that I had with my colleagues a lot of them had said like these are people of color they're talking about how they never really felt that they could be comfortable with themselves or fully embrace who they were because they would be around people that would never understand that or they would be around a certain group of people that would have very unnecessary questions that they would ask or they would just be certain things that they didn't want to deal with if they were to embrace their culture. Now, spoiler alert, I have never been one of those people. I've never been one of those people that is ashamed of where I come from because from a very early age, both of my parents and my grandparents, so my mom's parents, they taught me very, very early on that I should never be ashamed of two things. I should never be ashamed of my faith and I should never be ashamed of my culture or where I come from. And given that I was born in Canada, it's a little bit of a different thing because I know that in a lot of Latin American countries or even in China as well, and I'll get into that, is there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of internalized racism because of colonization, a lot of history, civil wars, things like that. And so, but living in Canada, obviously we live in a very diverse and multicultural country. And even so, like the GTA or Toronto is like a super diverse city. And you'll see people from all different kinds of cultures or different races, different ethnicities, all kinds of people, right? So it's a little bit different. And you would think, you would think that living in a place like that, you would never experience any type of microaggressiveness or racism or xenophobia and things like that. Oh, Honey, have I got some stories for you. So I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that people get really confused whenever I talk about my Asian heritage. And even though it's like a tiny piece of who I am or it's like a very, very small fraction of who I am, I still make it a point to have it be a part of what my identity is because I never want to lose it. I never want to lose that part of what I had from my grandfather's family especially because it was something that was just it was just something that I always knew about ever since I was a little kid and so I never want to let go of that but something that really frustrates me a lot is when people try to discredit that and are like oh but like you don't even look like this or you don't even sound like this or you don't even speak like this and that often will come from a lot of unfortunate stereotyping or a lot of assumptions about people without asking the right kinds of questions and it's unfortunate because I feel like a lot of those things could be avoided if people were just educated on them or if people were actually respectful and nice about the questions that they want to ask. Because I've said this so many times before is that if people want to ask me about where I come from, because I'm very much aware of the fact that I look ethnically 
ethnically ambiguous. So if people want to ask questions about that, I have absolutely no problem addressing or answering them. But when you come off as very microaggressive or when you start to throw in some stereotypes, then that's when I start to feel a little bit like, okay, you don't actually want to know about these things because you already have the, you already apparently have the answers in your head already. You're just asking this question just to ask a question. It's not because you actually want to know about it. And so I think that's like the most frustrating part sometimes is when I is when I do explain it to people and then they still don't believe me or they still kind of have some doubt in their minds for whatever reason that I shouldn't be able to celebrate Chinese New Year with my relatives or I shouldn't be able to embrace that side of my life because it's a really small fraction of it. You know what I mean? Actually, I will never forget one of my colleagues from like a while back had actually said to my face said but you don't look asian so i don't even know why you're celebrating chinese new year and they announced to everybody else at this job that i was working at they announced to everybody else hey everybody sarah is celebrating chinese new year even though she's not even asian and i just kind of sat there for a minute because i was thinking okay so now we're policing holidays and things that people clearly don't understand and this is what's always so fascinating to me is it's always the people that don't even identify with that culture that seem to have a problem with other people celebrating that like I just I'm (laughs) it's it always seems to sort itself out that way I don't know why but that's just how it ended up being and so for this colleague to say that in front of everybody and everybody was kind of waiting for my response when that person had said that And so I kind of just sat there and was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me a person that's been celebrating it pretty much her whole life or like been embracing the side of her culture her whole life. You're telling me how I should be navigating this when you don't you yourself don't even know what my background is or you haven't even bothered to ask me questions about where I come from or who I'm related to or how this is important to me because not only was it something that I just like grew up with I mentioned this before is that like it's also a part of remembering and honoring somebody that I grew up with my mom's parents so my so my maternal grandparents I grew up with them my entire life they pretty much were like my second parents they raised me and my cousins and my siblings like they raised all of us as if we were their kids pretty much like we would sleep over at their house we would always go and visit them we would always go out to eat together one of my favorite things after church on Sundays because our church was like very close to where my grandparents lived every Sunday or every other Sunday we would go and visit my grandparents and we would go out to eat and Oftentimes, when we would go out to eat with them, they would be at these Chinese restaurants that my grandfather really, really appreciated and enjoyed the cuisine from because it reminded him of where he came from or it reminded him of what he was eating when he was growing up. And even in turn, my mom grew up eating these things because my grandfather would cook these things for her. So it's one of those things where it's like, if you if you don't know the reason why somebody does something it's important to ask these questions because then you get assumptions like that where it's like some guy that doesn't even know anything about you or a person that doesn't know anything about you goes on a a tirade and says you shouldn't even celebrate Chinese New Year because you don't even look Asian and that question in itself or that statement in itself is just so ridiculous to me because it's like okay so Can you explain? And I wish I had said this. I wish I had said this when that colleague had said that. I wish I had been like, so what does an Asian look like to you? What does an Asian person look like? 
Because I think that would have opened up an even bigger conversation about not necessarily them asking me that question, but an even bigger conversation about what it is that they know about Asian representation or Asian heritage or how many different kinds of Asians there are. Like, we're not just talking about people from China, because I know that Lunar New Year is not only celebrated by people that live in China. Like, it's all across, like, the east eastern region that tons of people will celebrate Lunar New Year. So I, I really wish I had said that because then I just would have gagged him, you know? But something I often think about as well is that no matter how many questions people will ask, no matter how many answers you give them, no matter how many facts, no matter how much you try to ingrain something into somebody's mind, once they've made up their mind, you are talking to a brick wall. There's nothing that's going to change their minds. So let people be the way that they are and you just go on about your life and live it. That's fine. The other thing, actually, it's I kind of do this as like a play on this because that person that I worked with wasn't the only person that had kind of tried to question like what my background was or like where I came from or where my like grandparents came from and things like that. <laughs> but so something I like to say to people is that, oh, you'll know that I'm Asian because if you take a look at my birth certificate, like I have like the most obvious Chinese last name like it's just like it's one of those like very 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 common last names that it's like a family name right so and in Latin American culture so like blending these two cultures together in Latin American culture we often use two last names so we have like a first name a middle name and then two last names for me that's like on all of my legal documents literally it has my first my middle and then my two last names for the most part like I want to say only maybe one document that I have does not have my second last name but for everything else always has my second last name so I always tell people I'm like if you want to know whether or not I'm actually Asian or if you actually want to know whether whether I have to prove this or not to you it doesn't really matter but I just say this as a joke I say I'm like just look at my birth certificate and then you will know like this is a legitimate document that like proves hello I am one of you I am one of them I am I am also part Asian and I'm not going to erase that from my life just because you don't believe me and so this brings me in, in that discussion of talking about how people can make assumptions about you and why is it that people will make certain statements and certain stereotypes and me having to prove my identity to to people that really it shouldn't even matter to it begs the question then why is it that you celebrate Lunar New Year, or as I have always known in my entire life, Chinese New Year. And I mentioned this briefly, where it's it's part of recognizing or remembering a person that we were all very close to, like my cousins and my siblings and I and my parents, a person that we were all super, super close to. And I'm going to give a little bit of context here. My grandfather was a very reserved, quiet, very zen type of person, but if you pissed him off, it was not a good time not a good time I, I rarely ever got to see him like that but my mom would tell me sometimes like this is what would happen and I'm like oh damn I never saw my grandfather like that but okay but I love remembering my grandfather as this person that was always just like very mellow and loved to make jokes Lo would always make jokes and one thing that I think all of us picked up on is <laughs> and I think this is just like a I think this is just like an Asian thing I don't know maybe it's not you one of you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but like Anytime I screw up or anytime like maybe like I'll stub my toe or I drop something on the floor or like something happens that's like spontaneous and sudden, I'll always 
I'll always respond by saying, Ah, yeah. And my grandfather was like notorious for saying stuff like that, like for like anything pretty much. But anytime he would be like surprised about something or he'd be like annoyed about something, he would always, always, always respond that way. He'd always be like, Ah, yeah, Mija, ah, yeah. And it just, it's one of those things where, like, you just keep it with you. And, like, even, like, I'm not conscious about it sometimes at all. And then I catch myself and I realize I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is literally my grandfather. And so in celebrating Chinese New Year, I try to, (laughs) when the time comes around, I try to honor him. And I try to, you know, remember what it was like growing up with him. Because, like I said, I grew up with my maternal grandparents my entire life. And unfortunately, when my grandfather passed away, it was a very difficult time for a lot of us because, like I said, like he raised a lot of us or they they raised all of us pretty much as if we were their kids. And they would always say that to everybody all the time. They'd be like, these are not my grandkids. These are my kids. And that's something that has always stuck with us for like a very, very significant amount of time. Like even to this day, like any time I think of my grandfather and his passing, it was a very, very emotional time for me because I was just finishing up high school and I was hoping that both of them would be able to attend my graduation ceremony. My grandma was there, but unfortunately my grandfather passed away like literally weeks before I was due to graduate. So it was a very difficult and confusing time for me. Even though I knew that he was sick for a while, it was a very difficult and confusing time for me. And so learning more about that side of my family or that's what kind of motivated to learn more about that side of my family because I really just wanted to keep his memory alive and I really wanted to understand more about where our family comes from so in celebrating Chinese New Year we're able to just take that moment to remember my grandfather and remember his family and all of the things that we grew up doing which also includes eating Chinese food and getting our lucky money envelopes. Hey! Now, for those of you that are unfamiliar with what lucky money is, and it varies from family to family, uh, because I've heard a couple of my friends do it a certain way, and then our family does it another way, so it's like one of those things where it's like, at your discretion, I guess. Typically, lucky money consists of grandparents giving their grandkids or like their um, their their children. So that can extend into grandchildren um, envelopes that are red. And then they usually have like pinyin, a.k.a. Chinese characters, like the ones that you see all over the place. I'm sure you guys, those of you that don't speak Mandarin, Cantonese, anything like that. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about, like Chinese characters, Chinese letters. Um, they'll typically be on the envelope and sometimes they will mean certain things. Other times it'll just be like an envelope for like money or whatever. And they will distribute these things during Chinese New Year. And it's really only if it's kind of like the same vibe as like Santa Claus is like, if you've been good, then you get a lot. And if you don't get a lot, then like, that means that you haven't been that great. We didn't really go by that system, but I heard like from some people that that's like a whole thing. And I was like, oh, that's kind of mean. Cause like, especially if like you're like a little kid, like, what do you mean? You're going to only send me $20 when you gave my sister like 50 bucks, you know? And I want to also preface by saying that this is not what it's all about. This holiday, like, even though there's like a big emphasis on that aspect of things, it's not about the money, y'all. It is not about the money. It is about spending time with your family and just enjoying a big meal together 
and celebrating the new year that is coming based on the lunar calendar because that's a lot of what this celebration entails or that's why it's called lunar new year because it is based off of the chinese uh lunar calendar of when the i think that there's like a shift in like the in the way that the moon rises or something like that or sets bro i told you guys i'm not an expert in this i'm not an expert in this if you want to know more about the history of it then go google it i'm not here to i'm not here to do that but point is is that it's not about the money it's about spending time with your family that being said red envelopes good times good times good times because my grandparents were 110 percent the types of people that would stuff these envelopes with money and my parents being my parents would be like do not accept money from them do not accept money from them it's a humility thing it's not because they didn't trust my grandparents it's very much a humility thing where <laughs> a lot of times parents will be like do not accept money from people do not accept money from people do not accept money from people my parents very much tried to emphasize that to us but here's here's where the double-edged sword is because our parents would say or where our parents would say don't accept money from your grandparents so you would feel inclined to listen to them but then your grandparents would go back and be like don't listen to your parents just take the money just take it Otherwise, I'm going to get pissed at you. Or otherwise, I'm going to hit you. Like That would be the other side of the spectrum or the other, the other end of the sword where my, my grandparents would like threaten us with violence and be like, hey, take the money or else or else or else. And like sometimes it would even be so bad to the point where my grandma, especially not really my grandfather, sometimes he would. But my grandma, oh, my gosh, that woman, I would like physically have to walk away from her for her not to like give me money but then somehow this woman would somehow find my purse she would find my backpack she would find some way to put this money in a in an inconspicuous spot and then you're left with your parents getting pissed at you because then they ask oh where'd you get that money from and you can't lie to them well you can but like i normally wouldn't i'd be like oh like you know mama g gave this to me or papa g gave this to me and then your parents would get pissed. So you're screwed either way because if you accept the money, then your parents are going to get pissed. But then if you don't accept the money, then your grandparents are going to get pissed. This was the dilemma that would hit every Chinese New Year when my grandparents tried to give us money. So the three of us, my, my sister, my brother and I tried to give us money. But my parents would be like, don't take it. And we would still take it because like it's just like one of those things where it's like, oh, like it's just 20 bucks. Like, what's fine? Blah, 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 blah. And... The whole other aspect of Chinese New Year is this idea of like prosperity and uh, really thriving for the next year or until the next year. And something that had always fascinated me and not that I really like take this to heart. Some people really do. Like some people really, really rely on the Zodiac calendar or even like things like astrology and things like that. That's never been my cup of tea, honestly, because like to me, it's never really... <laughs> it's never really made sense and it's never really been accurate to me or anything like that so I don't really take it that seriously but something that had always been so cool growing up and actually I'll tell you guys a funny story after this but something that was always like super cool about it is just that you had like a an animal that was associated with the year that you were born so for example me 1994 the year is the year of the dog and I'm not sure I'm not sure what year it is this year. Let me check real quick. The year of the dragon, the year of the dragon. So for example, if you were born in the year of the dragon, which is this year, let's see what we got here. We got 2012. We got the year 2000. We got the year 1988, I think it is. 
Yeah, 1988. So if you're born within those years, then you have what would be called like traits of a dragon. And then on the zodiac calendar, it associates like so f- with that animal, you you have like different elements that are associated with that animal. So you could have like a water, fire, wind, wood, all of these different elements associated with that particular animal. So it narrows it down even further depending on your personality traits, what year you're born, what time you're born at, like all of these extra things. Again, I never really took it that seriously and neither did my siblings, but it was just always fun to read the little the little sayings for the year that would come up for your year. And the other thing is that if your animal was happening or if your animal was associated with that particular year. So if you are in the zodiac calendar and you have and you're a dragon, then that is supposed to mean that this is your year. Like this is the year that you do things. This is the year that like everything happens for you. Again, don't know how accurate that is. We would never really take it to heart. But let me tell you this 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 funny story. So when my siblings and I were growing up, we used to watch because we didn't have cable when we were growing up. So we only were able to watch channels that came up on like the TV package that we had. And we used to watch this one show called Jackie Chan Adventures. Guys, that show, bomb.com, is a Jackie Chan produced animated show. And it was so sick. The storyline was amazing. And basically the whole premise of it at first, like the first season, I want to say, because then afterwards it turned into something else. But the first season was basically where Jackie Chan and his niece, jade were trying to collect these talismans that had different symbols for each of the animals of the chinese zodiac and every single talisman had like a different superpower or had some sort of like magic that was like associated with it and i'll never forget my siblings and i always used to like like just poke fun at each other because i'm trying to remember what they all were like i know that one was invisibility and then i think one was like where you can turn into any other animal or something like that. I think my brother's the... So my sister is the snake. My brother is the monkey. And I'm the dog. I remember specifically, though, that the dog is where you wouldn't die or something like that. Or like it was like immortality, something like that. But the way that this show had like a chokehold on us and educated us about the Chinese Zodiac or wanted to get us excited about the Chinese Zodiac and like learning more about it. I can't tell you guys, we love that stuff. And even to this day, during Chinese New Year, whenever like just again for 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 fun, for giggles, we will go on like uh, a Zodiac calendar and read all of the different descriptions of like personality traits and all of that stuff and see what our 2024 year is going to be like. And you know what actually that kind of just gave me an idea here on the fly let me read what my 2024 zodiac for chinese new year is going to be okay so i found it i am supposed to be what is called a wood dog and according to this thing that i found it says that dogs may face some challenges ahead in 2024 Ooh, again i don't take this as like law or i don't take this as like period point blank period this is gonna be my life in 2024 but let's read it unfortunately the influence of unfortunate stars might bring setbacks and difficulties into different areas of your life if you're born in the year of a dog it will be crucial for you to put in extra effort this year in 2024 you're suggested to pay close attention to your finances be wise in managing your money embrace frugality and avoid unnecessary expenses oh damn it i already i already screwed up y'all it's january and i already screwed up because i i'm reckless with my money at times 
Okay, let's read the rest of this. Nevertheless, amidst the less than favorable luck, there will still be some good news for you. Your destiny palace will be graced and an auspicious star which can help shield you from some of the misfortunes. The star brings with it opportunities and sparks of hope in your career. Oh, let's go. Let's go. If you seize the moment, you could potentially turn the tide of luck into your favor. In terms of love fortunes, dogs will probably encounter a decline in their love fortune. Although there will be chances for developing new relationships, it is essential to exercise caution to avoid making mistakes that may lead to losses. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but hey, hey, it's not looking too good for me this year. And that doesn't encourage me in any sort of way. But like I said, guys, I don't really take it that seriously. It's always like interesting to just read about these things. If you want to read yours, you can just Google search like Chinese Zodiac and then you'll find out what the the outcome will be. And the thing is, is that they're not that accurate because you'll look on different websites for what your fortune is going to be based on like the characteristics and based on like the year that you were born in and stuff like that. They'll there will be like a million websites that will say like a million different things and that's why i don't really take it that seriously because it's like okay like they're they're all saying different things so realistically speaking like none of this is like applicable to me or it's like not gonna happen for me plus i believe in what god has for me or what god has planned for me so at the end of the day like i can't really predict the future or nobody can really predict the future for me and that's that so i know we went on a little bit of a tangent there but just to wrap this whole thing up and talk a little bit about, again, embracing parts of who you are and embracing where you come from, I will never be ashamed. I will never be ashamed of the parts of me that come from my mom's side, my dad's side, whoever, my grandparents' side. I will never be ashamed of that. Actually, up until recently, I had started learning more things about where my dad comes from because we have been working on writing a memoir together. And it's been going really great, but I've learned some really incredible things about my dad's life and like more about my ancestors that I never would have even imagined if I hadn't asked questions. And so actually the moral of this or like the reason for this whole discussion that we're having is to ask the right kinds of questions and don't make any assumptions about anybody. And yeah, I think that's like pretty much what I wanted to get across. I know this is a little bit of a different episode. I know usually I go into stuff that has to do with mistakes that I've made and life choices and like things that happen in my 20s and my like teens and things like that. I promise I'll get back to it next week but I really wanted to have this episode be a staple and like a little bit of an explanation. Not that I owe anybody one but like a little bit of an explanation as to why I love this holiday so much and why I think it's important to me. So yeah. As always, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, rate it five stars wherever you're listening to your podcast. Make sure to follow along with whatever it is that I'm talking about. I'm posting regularly now, so maybe you'll hear from me in a few weeks. Maybe you won't. (laughs) Again, we'll see how long this lasts. As always, guys, Black Lives Matter, Indigenous Lives Matter, Immigrant Lives Matter. God loves you so, 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 so very much. And so do I. Happy Chinese freaking New Year, y'all, for those who celebrate. Okay, bye.